right. So it is our last podcast of August, Joey. August 29th. Lame. Saturday. <laughs> this is our 17th episode. Woo. So it's pretty... Pretty not. I wouldn't say it's a huge milestone, but it's it's pretty good. We're getting to twenty. Yeah, it's slowly but surely. Um, so, what have you been doing this week, Jay? Um, not a whole hell of a lot. Uh, gaming wise, didn't really do much. I, I'm getting Sunset Overdrive and GameFly. Then it just came in yesterday, so I'm. As soon as I get back to my place, I'm gonna fucking play the shit out of that game. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it's an awesome game. Yeah, I, I keep fucking I kept fucking seeing shit for it, and I was kind of wondering why it didn't blow up as big as it should have because it looked really fucking cool. Yeah, I think it kind of uh, released at a wrong uh, like a wrong time. Uh, I could be wrong. I mean, but it was kind of like a launch title too. I think wasn't it? I don't think it was a launch title. I think they definitely announced it around launch, but. Um, I actually ended up getting the Sunset Overdrive Xbox bundle, which is why I have the white Xbox as opposed to the normal uh, black one. Yeah, and it looks looks nice too. Like, and the whole game just looks like it's really fun, super kinetic, and everything. So, but let's see. I saw uh, American Ultra, and last weekend, yeah, last weekend uh, wasn't bad. Not definitely not the best movie I've ever seen, but definitely a nice little surprise. It wasn't you know horrible. It was just kind of like it was weird. Tonally, because like one moment is kind of like stoner comedy, and then the next moment is like stoner romantic comedy, and then all of a sudden it gets goes into full you know Jason Bourne you know territory, you know like missing identity, erased memories, and like super intense action and uh, hyper violence and everything. But it, it wasn't bad, and there's actually some pretty good moments in it, like uh, character wise, dialogue wise, uh, between um, like between Jesse Eisenberg and the hitmen that are trying to kill him uh, in the movie. So, you know, and the action is pretty cool. It's pretty crazy, but yeah. Overall, it's okay. Overall, it's okay. I'd give it, like, I'd say, like, wait for it to come out on Netflix and rent that. Or, you know, hit your local red box or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's good to know. Um, what have I been doing? I have been playing uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Ground Zeroes in preparation for MGS coming out in a couple of days. Um, other than that, I bought a couple of things. I got the uh, Gears Ultimate Edition. Mm-hmm. Played a little bit of that. I mean, it's it's Gears. They've redone some of the cutscenes in single yeah. player. Um, the multiplayer is still annoying as all shit. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's it's sort of fun. But if you get stuck in a lobby with four people who are really good at just running up on you, rolling, and then shotgunning you, yep. then it's kind of annoying. But yeah, overall, it's not you know. Yeah. It's not bad. Um, Did you get the uh, other three games with it? Not yet. So they haven't released yet. So okay. when backwards com- uh, compatibility comes mm-hmm. in November, that's when you're going to get all, okay. all of the games. And that'll be fun because I really want to uh, play some horde mode in Gears 3. Yeah. This is definitely something I'm going to pick up as soon as I get back. And, it's, <laughs> and it's, you know, it's not a full price game. It's 40 bucks, yeah. so it's not too bad. Um, I got Mega Man Legacies. Played mm-hmm. that a little bit last night, actually, I think, while you were asleep. Um, <laughs> you mean passed out? Yeah, and then I got uh, Octodad. I played Octodad, and Octodad's just a ton of fun. Yeah, we were watching Ann play a little bit yesterday, and it was just so ridiculous. Yeah. And just so stupid. I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it's not a particularly long game. If you play it, you can probably beat it in about an hour, hour and a half or so. 
if you're trying to kind of like speed mm-hmm. through it. But the whole fun in that is kind of walking around and trying to do <laughs> making a mess out of it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, that's about it. I don't think I've really watched any movies this last week. Um, yeah, well, you know, I'm just right now I'm just really most excited for Metal Gear Solid Five, especially since we've had like all these reviews start coming out and everything. Everything's giving it like perfect scores and shit. Yeah, man. yeah. So I haven't seen this with any other game. I honestly, I can honestly say that. No I mean, it's one of those things. Most of the reviewers are like, it's not a perfect game. Obviously, it's not a perfect game, mm-hmm. but it's gotten a perfect score. Yeah. So there's obviously little things that might be wrong with it, but the good outweighs the bad. Yeah. And from what I've heard, and I can attest to this more next week, I'm sure, um, this game doesn't baby you like a lot mm-hmm. of games. A lot of games will be like, okay, go to this area, set up uh, some kind of C4 on the ground here to like ambush this convoy. Metal Gear Solid is more like, this you is- have to kill this person in this convoy. How you do it is up to you. Yeah. So you can either do it stealthily, or you can go in rockets ablaze in. <laughs> Yeah, you can, you can handle things however you want, and yeah. there's no real downside to it. The only reason you don't want to be just killing people left and right... Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry about that. Um, the only reason you don't want to be killing people left and right is because, um, because of Mother Base, which is like your headquarters mm-hmm. if you manage to like stun someone or like you know knock them out mm-hmm. you can Fulton them drop a balloon on them and then send them to the base to start working for you <laughs> and you can do that with pretty much anything in the game so that's one of the reasons why you don't want to go around blowing everything up or killing everybody okay. so it kind of makes sense why you wouldn't want to kill everybody but at the same time if she hits the fan you can murder everybody that's, that, that's just kind of that's so ludicrous of an idea it's just some that's something that only Metal Gear Solid could pull off yeah and this is like millions upon millions of millions of dollars that you know Kojima has like invested in making a game that's just mm-hmm. this like as choose your own open world adventure yeah. as you can so I'm pretty fucking excited for it um, but let's uh, let's jump into gaming news and then we'll move on as our normal um, schedule is. Um, I wanted to say welcome because uh, to any new listeners we may have. Because mm-hmm. just this last week, I finally oh, got yeah, us on YouTube right. or not on YouTube on iTunes. iTunes, yeah. So if you are a brand new listener, welcome. Uh, please contact us uh, in the menus podcast at gmail.com. Or if you've already given up on us, you're probably not going to hear this anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, let's let's go right into gaming here, Jay. Um, we had a um, we had a whole bunch of news uh, come out out of uh, Pokemon Worlds, uh, which was taking place last week when we were recording. Um, but apparently, there was, uh, and this is something we need to talk about, there was uh, two armed suspects that were arrested at uh, the Pokemon World Championship. Oh, yeah, yeah, I heard about this one. Um, so, uh, apparently, there, there are these two people who were invited to Worlds, and um, they drove from some state in the Midwest to uh, Boston, where it was taking place, and... Um, they were apparently posting shit online. Like they had a, you know, they had posted pictures of uh, a shotgun and a uh, AR mm-hmm. on the back of a car, and they were like, uh, there was, it, it seemed like there was some shit talking, but it seemed like it could turn a little sour. Yeah. Um, and 
The people in charge of this uh, tournament caught wind of it, contacted the authorities, uh, had their names at the door, yep. ready to you know escort them out. So I think something a real tragic was avoided. Mm-hmm. And you know it's one of those things where uh, I mean I. I wouldn't say I'm like super pro gun control, right? Or like anti guns. Cause I mean, yeah. we, we both own guns, so yeah, exactly. At the same time, though, like I can't give these people the benefit of the doubt just because they were carrying their guns on like a gun case. They were carrying them in flower boxes. Yeah, that's... and that's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you're obviously trying to hide your weapons mm-hmm. if you're putting them in a flower box, right? Exactly. So, and though, and like each state has different regulations for different weapons. So one gun that might be legal in their home state or their hometown is more than likely going to be illegal elsewhere. Right. And even if it's not, that's the responsibility of the gun owner to recognize that and, you know. Exactly. So, like, this wasn't an accident. Yeah. No this was no way in hell was this an accident. Yeah. Like I said, if if they had carried these in gun cases and had, you know, everything in in what seemed like a responsible way. Proper proper registration. It's like maybe maybe they want to go to, like, some gun range or some shit like that. But the fact that there's specifically... in like flower boxes that just makes it seem like they were trying to hide something yeah like you know it, at first look you, you look at a flower box and you see like two uh, one was like 18 or 19 the other one's like 23 i believe something like that um usually someone that age isn't gonna have flower boxes in their trunk anyways mm-hmm. but you know it, it's they were obviously like, trying to hide something. Yeah, they I mean they were trying to pass it off as being inconspicuous. And like I remember from what I heard, it was like they were they were actually making threats about. I'm not sure if it was so for specific people at the at the tournament or if it was just people who were there in general. Well, it was it was more so like uh, so they posted this picture on Facebook and. Uh, you know, so like they knew one of the people who I guess might have been one of their targets, like was going to compete against them in mm-hmm. the tournament. And the person was like, Oh, like, you know, like just kind of shit talking, like, Oh, like, you know, you're going to lose or something yeah. like that, or like hope you don't lose or whatever. And then these people kind of replied with, like, uh, Oh, yeah, like, you know, mm-hmm. someone's going to lose or some, some kind of like yeah. not outward, like, I'm going to fucking kill you threat, but something that pretty much is like, Yeah. Yeah, shit's gonna go down. They're alluding to something. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, good good on the uh, good on the event staff for taking this shit seriously, mm-hmm. and then good on the uh, police department there for you know getting the proper warrants yep. and you know taking care of uh, business yep. as it should be. Because um, something like that could have uh, they could have easily gone south real yeah. quick. And I mean, when you think about it, most of the people who are at these Pokemon tournaments, it's not like uh, most pro gaming, mm-hmm. um, and, and in the sense that in in most pro gaming uh, circles and tournaments, stuff like that, you're playing for actual money. Money. Uh, all Pokemon tournaments are strictly for scholarship money. So most of the yeah. people who are there are, uh, I would probably say, people under the age of like 25. Yeah. You know, everywhere down to like you know little kids, like you know six, seven year olds who are mm-hmm. fucking beasts of Pokemon. Yeah. Right? So yeah, something um, something tragic was avoided. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, it makes me upset because I'm like, is nothing sacred anymore? No, I mean like you, you, 
we're just gonna have assholes no matter what. I mean, there there are just times where things don't need to happen, or you know, situations should not have arisen that I did. You know, I mean, like you just kind of like put on the news like the last couple months, and you know, that's all you see. You know, it's just like situations that didn't need to happen, and just like fucked up shit that. Shouldn't even be, you know, relevant in somebody's mind. Yeah, but yeah, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you shouldn't be afraid to go and watch a movie. You shouldn't have like that kind of thought in the back of your head where, like, oh, I'm gonna go watch a movie, but there's a chance I might get shot, or I might go to like this tournament <laughs> yeah. and someone might be pissed off and I might die. Like, you, yeah, you shouldn't have to worry about that. No, you shouldn't have to worry about the malicious intentions of other people. Exactly. Which you know, kind of, but also you know, that's just when you expect the best out of people. It's just, you know, impossible to do for anybody. I mean, like I said, luckily nothing happened. Um, Apparently it was an awesome tournament. We actually got some uh, news out of uh, Pokemon Worlds um, that isn't so sad. Um, Apparently Pokemon Tournament, uh, which Mm -hmm. is that Tekken Pokemon game that... Or Pokemon fighting game by the creators of Tekken. Yeah. Um, It's coming to the Wii U, so that's exciting. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the... Western audience was curious about if and when we were going to get it. Yeah. Because um, it's been out in Japan in arcade consoles for a while now. Yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple weeks ago, we talked about it. The uh, I think he's the CEO of uh, Dave and Buster's was like, yeah, we're going to bring Pokemon Tournament to Dave and Buster's. It's supposed to be exclusive first, for them a little right? right? Yeah. And then um, now they've announced it's going to be on Wii U. So that's pretty exciting. Um, they also announced the uh, Lucha Pikachu <laughs> is going to be in it too. So that's yeah, it's it's cool. I'm excited because uh, it, it seems it's, like I saw the gameplay of it. And it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I, I have to admit it looked pretty. So cool. so the whole thing it's supposed to be uh, in like a 3D space, right? So it's kind of like you can go around in a circle. It's not like a 2D plane. Mm-hmm. But once you do like a certain move or you get like real close in, it goes into a 2D plane. Yeah. And from there, you can knock your opponent like out into the 3D plane again. So that seems pretty cool. This seems pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. And uh, the fact that it's coming out to Wii U is kind of exciting because I feel like with that, we're more likely to get DLC for it. So additional characters later on or yeah. something like that down the line. So. Um, finally, uh, well, actually, not even finally, Nintendo news. We have a number of Nintendo news on here. Um, Nintendo uh, last week uh, they filed a patent for this in February, but it just came out last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they filed a patent for a console with no uh, optical drive, with no disc drive. Yeah, that's kind of strange. Right, like it's just going to be like a physical virtual console. I, guess. I was thinking that same thing, but then. Um, you kind of look at the specs of this thing and like, you know, like they kind of have like the weird little diagrams that you have to submit with patents. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like a memory card slot, but I don't think that's in like an actual memory card kind of a way that might be more so in a cartridge kind of way. Like you have on a DS or something like that. Yeah. So I'm curious if this means, um, that we're going to get, uh, cartridges, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that might work between both, both like a, whatever this console is, or if it's like a new, uh, like essentially the next step for the DS. Yeah. 
or if it's an actual home console, or it could be that like merging of both of them, which people have been suspecting that the NX probably is. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like an interesting idea. It doesn't necessarily yeah. mean that. I don't think we're at the point yet where we're going to have like a non-physical disc future. Yeah. Um, there, there's always going to be a market for people who want the physical media right. in their hand. And even then, this is just what? This is only like copyright? No, uh, it's just right? a patent. So, yeah, it's, this, so, this doesn't mean shit. And yeah, it, it, it could very well be the NX, but it could very well just be something that they're working on a couple years down the line, or yeah. if they're working for, on a like Wii U that it's going to have no disk drive to kind of make mm-hmm. it a little slimmer. Uh, so, you know, it, it means a number of different things. Yeah. It, it could be anything. So, it's, it's hard to just sit here and speculate about it. But, yeah. It's, like I, I still, I'm still chalking up to like not really meaning much of anything. Yeah, you know, like patents don't mean shit. Just yeah, that's true. Because it just is something where it's like, yeah, we have an idea for this, but that doesn't mean that it'll actually come to be. Yeah, so, or even work. Right. Yeah. Uh, finally, in Nintendo news, uh, this was announced last night officially. Uh, earlier before that, there was a kind of like a little leak about it, mm-hmm. but Shovel Knight. Is getting his own amiibo. I think that's pretty cool. Shovel Knight was pretty fun, I have to admit. Yeah, and Shovel Knight is out on every console imaginable, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, so the, so Nintendo is teaming up with him to make an amiibo. Um, Nintendo, uh, the Wii U version and the 3DS version mm-hmm. is going to get a special like co-op mode. When you scan this amiibo, which nice. no other uh, one has, there's going to be like special challenges. And I mean, this hasn't been announced yet, but I mean, it, I kind of feel like this is uh, this is going to mean that he might be in Smash. I mean, it would be pretty cool if he was. I mean, he, he, I he would probably like be my new favorite character. He kind of like fits into that world, and mm-hmm. you know, he sort of already has like a similar move set. Yeah, he's like it's, it's not bad for you know a couple guys who are making you know a game through what was it, Indiegogo or yeah, was like it Indiegogo that. or GoFundMe or something yeah. like that? One of those Kickstarter, maybe I don't fucking know. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I played the game and it was great. There's DLC coming out for it soon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. Uh, I, I think it's cool. It, it kind of opens up the whole uh, like third-party amiibo things mm-hmm. for Nintendo, which yeah, their first-party stuff is pretty good, but it's always so hard to find, right? Like yeah. the only if you go to GameStop or if you go to Walmart, if you go to any place that has uh, amiibos, you might see Mario, uh, Peach, Pikachu, mm-hmm. and that's about it. Like yeah. and the other ones are completely gone. They essentially don't exist. Yeah. So. Uh, and this is going to be very true of like the Shovel Knight one, but it kind of opens up that whole vein of uh, third-party amiibos, which yeah. is kind of cool. Um, any like third-party amiibos that you think would be cool to have? Now, I know you're not a Nintendo person, but you know, let's see. I, I I still stand by this because I mean, like, so like uh, Nintendo was able to pull Sonic into Smash Brothers, right? Um, I think. I mean, granted, though, this game wasn't nearly as big as it could have been, and you know, it was kind of flew under the radar even back then, despite even how kind of fairly well known it is now. But I think Earthworm Jim would be super cool. Like, I also just because like they had Earthworm Jim action figures back in the day, yeah, and those look pretty dope too. So I think if they had one, I think it would be pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that would look pretty neat. I don't know how uh, his functionality would work. 
because um, right now the uh, shovel line amiibo only works with uh, um, uh, shovel line. Why, why did I even have trouble thinking about that? Um, yeah, it only works with shovel line right now, and it's going to work with all future yacht club games. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's about it. They haven't yeah. announced any kind of uh, first party. Like it doesn't work with any first party games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I am curious about, though, is if the Shovel Knight Amiibo will work with uh, Super Mario Maker at some point. Yeah. Because you know how they have the little 8-bit sprites mm-hmm. um, for all the characters if you skate in your Amiibo, and so it'd be pretty neat to have Shovel Knight in there. Yeah. Because he's kind of, you know, I, I would say Shovel Knight is inspired to an extent by Mario and mm-hmm. Mega Man and games De- like Definitely that, those, so. those retro games. I've, I just like the fact that Nintendo is able to do something like this and pull it off pretty well. And they're actually able to open up their game a whole lot more than I, I guess I thought would be possible for anything else. Yeah, I feel like they're, they're kind of starting to understand that they need to... Uh, they need to do something different than they've yeah. been doing because they've been doing the same thing for years now and they haven't been doing so well as far as like you know profitability yeah. and um, you know share of the market and everything but this they're kind of starting to take the steps in the right direction to kind of change that yeah. so I mean like it's a, it's an interesting gimmick and I kind of hope that they actually stick with it for the next few generation of consoles that they, that they yeah. release that way it just becomes more than just a gimmick for them and it actually becomes you know something pretty cool so they had like backwards compatibility for it from you know years down the line and you know still releasing uh, you know Super Smash Brothers or you know whichever game yeah and like the, all that experience you build up with your character transfers follows, over like, follows you wrong, yeah. years down the line would be pretty cool yeah the only thing is um, they need to make more of them, right? Yeah. I, the, the main problem with Amiibos right now is there's not enough of them. Um, people will buy like three of the very rare ones and then sell them at extremely yeah. gouged prices. And it doesn't make much sense for Nintendo because they're not really making money off of these high-priced Amiibos, right? No. Once they're sold secondhand, they don't make any of that money. So I'm not saying Nintendo needs to charge more for them. I'm just saying they kind of need to be better on the production side yeah. of them. And I don't know. They're probably they're, this is probably their plan in the long run. I mean, keep uh, was it keep supply low and demand high. So I'm pretty sure they're they're not sweating at the moment. Yeah. As soon as they release like whichever ones they want to release, people are going to buy them up in a heartbeat. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, I'm pretty excited for the shovel knight one. It's not like I'm going to go stand in line somewhere. Yeah. You know, but if I definitely come across <laughs> it, I'm going to have to get you're, it. You're just going to wait in the bushes for some poor kid to walk by and you're just going to kick him in the face and take it. <laughs> if I was going to do that, I'd wait for one of those people who buys like three or four of them to resell them and take one of his. No, you seem like the person who would wait in the bushes waiting to kick some kid's ass to you're, take You're it. right, you're right. A kid's probably easier to uh, steal from. So <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Joey, I have a question for you. What is that? Would you like an island... I would like an island. Your own personal island? One without any people on it? Um, yeah, yeah. You, 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 you would you like an island that's worth $50,000? I would like an island worth $20,000 because I am a cheap bastard. Okay. So, what if I told you 
you could get that $50,000 island. Or, if you so pleased it, you could get the $50,000. Whose dick do I have to suck? You have to suck just cause three's dick. That, that probably wouldn't be so bad. So, just cause three is having some kind of uh, promotional okay. thing. Um, if you buy the day one edition of the game, and after 90 days, if you're at the very top of the leaderboard, mm-hmm. you win your own private island. Worth $50,000. Or you can choose to take the $50,000 outright. I'm going to have to like quit my job now. Holy shit. And that's an actual, that's an actual thing that they're doing. Yes. Like, it, it's, it's, it's so, such a bizarre... It's just a uh, you know, advertising tactic. Now, let me, um, let me bring up the, uh, the fine print. Okay. So to say, um, because just because uh, you're uh, winning an island doesn't mean that it's going to be, uh, it might not be habitable. Okay. It, uh, it might be pretty fucking small. Yeah, yeah, it's a fifty. It's fifty thousand dollars worth of island. It's it's pretty much just like floating debris with like a palm tree planted on it, right? And it, it, it could be it could be your typical like uh, with like one this sp- person like stranded out in the middle of nowhere with just a little dune of and sand and like a palm tree sticking out of it. Am I going to be screaming for Wilson on this island? Um, it's very possible. Um, so bring, like I said, let me bring, bring up this fine print because I def because. In all honesty, they can't be that big of an island if they're going to give you an island that they would have to pay for, take from some country somewhere, or, or you know, claim, you know, have some kind of claim over it. Yeah, exactly. And you know, with the island, they're like, okay, so if you um, if you win the island, um, you're in charge of any kind of lawyer fees, any kind of signing fees, um, you know, paying for mm-hmm. taxes on it and everything. Um, so of course it's not just like, uh, yeah, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna win an island, but yeah, there's, it, it seems more so like they're, uh, they're very much pushing you to, uh, <laughs> take the money. It's like, okay. So this reminds me of an episode of the Simpsons where Bart wins an elephant and when he calls into the radio station and he's like, no man, the, the elephant is just a gag gift. You're supposed to, you're supposed to take the money. No, I want an elephant. Just take the money, kid. <laughs> no, I want an elephant. And in this case, replace elephant with island. Yeah, so that's... Uh, and I would be that kid yeah, yelling so for my island. I think that's pretty much what they're pushing for because, um, you know, uh, as part of their uh, fine print, their, uh, they say sponsor does not guarantee the island uh, to be inhab- inhabitable, uh, developed, or reachable by any means other than a boat. <laughs> was a, they neglected to say helicopter where you can parachute from. Yeah, so pretty much that means like more than likely there's not going to be an airstrip where you can land. Okay. Like enough room for that. I mean, like if it, if this is for just cause, they should say we're going to take you there in a helicopter and you're going to be able to parachute out and, and land on this island. How can they fuck that up? I just thought of it, and, yeah. and I'm stupid. They no. I mean, it might be to the fact where it's like just there's so many trees you can try and parachute in, but you're gonna get stuck in. A no, tree. I'm I'm pretty sure there's gonna be one tree on there with like two coconuts, and that's about it. 
So uh, further drawbacks, uh, all taxes and fees associated with purchase, purchasing and obtaining of the island, including but not limited to attorney fees, escrow, and closing costs are the responsibility of the winner. So... No. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, so the island hasn't been determined yet. So it could easily be some fucking island in the middle of the Kern River. Yeah. You know? I've been to the Kern River, and there are no islands in the Kern River. Well, any little rock that's hanging out, they're okay. like, that's an island. There, there's there's plenty of those, yeah. So, um, and you're going to have to pay taxes on that rock, too. Yeah. And, and then, suck. Um, finally, with a cash prize... Um, you uh that can be changed yeah technically you know i i really doubt they're gonna do that but yeah they have the right to just be like eh, we said fifty thousand, but we meant uh we meant fifty dollars it's just it's such a bizarre you know like advertising ploy makes this makes no sense Whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, they've done it with other games in the past before where it's like, yeah, yeah. you can play something and, like, possibly win something out of it. Or Well, I know, like, I remember... It, uh, you know, there was that baseball game. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. It's like, if you pitch a perfect game, I think... You win, like, what was it, like, a million dollars? Yeah, something like that. The first like person to pitch a perfect game gets that. Yeah, because, like, it was supposed to activate a special achievement. And, and uh, then, like, that would, like, somehow notify... The game company, yeah, some some crazy stupid thing. I don't know. Does anyone actually ever collect on that? I feel like maybe they did. It's kind of hard with some of these things. It's um, it's kind of blurry. You never really see um, these pictures of like these people who win these competitions yeah. for the most part. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's it's neat, but. Okay, so think about this. So there's going to be someone out there who's going to be playing this game 24 hours a day for 90 days. The competition is from the day the game releases to the end of February, mm-hmm. February 29th. Um, someone out there is going to be playing this game 24 hours a day. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, why don't we um, get a couple of people? We get... Um, Let's let's get three people. Yeah. So you, me, Chop. No, we get three nerds. That's okay. not us. So we can continue living our normal lives. <laughs> so we we can just go down to the Home Depot and get a no. Of because listen, <laughs> so we get three people, and we hire them on to work in eight-hour shifts, mm-hmm. um, and we pay them ten thousand dollars each. So it's thirty thousand dollars. Okay. We do that. They end up at the top of the leaderboard, and then we end up with twenty thousand dollars. Well, we're all going to end up with only $10,000 between all five of us. Well, that's still better than having $0,000. That is true. Maybe I'm just too greedy because I want all the money. (laughs) Right. But are you going to... This is the perfect way to do it because then you have people working 24 hours a day for three months. Yeah, sure. So... Okay. And I'm pretty sure if you told someone, like, if someone came up and told you, I'll give you $10,000 to play this game eight hours a day, every day for 90 days. It's like, okay, well, we're going to have to be specific about it and say, you guys are not going to get paid till you win. And if you guys don't win, you guys are fucked. That's true. And as soon as that point comes up, they're going to say no. That's true. Okay, so maybe this plan isn't as good as I (laughs) thought it would be. You think this through, man. 
So that's pretty cool. I mean, it's one of those. It, it's it's interesting because. You know, um, I've been thinking of getting the game, mm-hmm. but then I'm like, well, if I get it in pre-order, essentially get the day one version, uh, I could win an island. I'm not going to win an island, of course, but, no. you know, it, it, I can see this being one of those things that kind of like pushes those people that might be on the fence being like, well, it's kind of an investment if I spend $60 on it. <laughs> I, it was like, I do have a day job and a family. But if I put all that on hold for three months, for three I could months. get an island for my family away from my family that might only be reachable by boat. <laughs> it's, I kind of want to move on. This is just kind of this is half making me mad, just a little <laughs> bit because I'm just like this is so stupid. But then I know there's there's stupid people out there who are gonna fucking do this. Anyway. I'm, I'm very curious about who the winner will be. And what they look like after the they're gonna, three months are over. You know what? It could be a normal person, like a normal looking person, but they're going to just look like a fucking zombie afterwards. That's what I'm saying. They're, I want to see, I want to see their happy selfie that they take the day they buy the game, and then just have them track their progress for 90 days. <laughs> and you just see them like get more and more pale, and their eyes get more and more sunken, and like they're just like they've been wearing the same clothes for three months. Like Cheeto dust all over it. Mysterious stains. Yeah. Um, final piece of news I have for gaming this week, Joey. Um, Mortal Kombat X for Xbox 360 and PS3 is officially canceled. Yeah. Um, the game has been out for a very long time now. Yeah. And at first they pushed it back for uh, like a month or two. They were like, you know, we, we are not done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was originally supposed to release on the same day as the uh, current gen consoles, mm-hmm. uh, but they pushed it back and then they pushed it back again, and now they outright canceled it, uh, saying that they feel like it's not up to snuff mm-hmm. and they don't. They're not going to deliver the experience that they want to give the players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are a Mortal Kombat X person who pre-ordered it on one of these older consoles. Uh, if you return to your retailer of choice, they will refund you the money. Um, more than likely, they're going to be like, well, we can't outright give you your money back, but you can. we can put it towards a different game. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's always how they do it, especially how, especially GameStop. But, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess it's reasonable. I, I mean, I can't remember how long until after the Xbox 360 took off. Uh, that they stopped developing for the Xbox One because I know they're currently still developing for the 360. I'm right. This might be just that first step towards the other publishers I mean, not maybe, wanting maybe to. Maybe I don't understand what's going on like underneath the hood. Uh, but I mean, the game doesn't seem like it's like overly complex to the point where you couldn't just like down res it and you know get it to work. But yeah. I'm sure, like I said, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. No. So, yeah, it sucks, but go get a new console. Like, if if you haven't gotten one by now, like, right now is probably the time to do it. It's, but they're thinking at their cheapest right now. They're at their cheapest right now, and... Um, Which is still, like, four The lines bucks, have essentially but... been drawn in the sand, right? Yeah. At this point, if you haven't gotten a console, I would say your best bet is the Xbox, mm-hmm. just because of the backwards compatibility. Uh, if you have Windows 10, if you have a PC and you've upgraded to Windows 10, you can do streaming to your Xbox. There's going to be a cross-play uh, a little further down the line with a couple games. and eh, It seems like the Xbox is the best bet right now. Yeah. Um, 
the PS4, I mean, like I said, it's not a bad console, but I feel like Xbox just has more going for it at the moment. At the moment, yeah. So, um, that's all I have in the gaming news show. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll come back with the rest of our... Uh, with the rest of our podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll be back. Back, back, back with our movie news for the week. Joey, what have you, uh, what have you got for us? Okay, hold on. Let me open up my note again because I was too much of an idiot not to have it open yeah, before we started fuck. again. Look, look at him. I'm prepared as shit. What, what the fuck is wrong? And my phone's about to die too. Yeah, so. God damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, loaded. Okay, so first bit of news. Um, so there is a possibility that we're going to get a good Superman movie this time. Really? So, so you're telling me... Um, Man of Steel was fucking garbage. Okay. Whoever doesn't agree with me, fight me. I fucking dare you. You don't want to fight him. Joey's Joey's, I'm, Joey's big and fat. He, I'm big and fat. Like, one, your punches won't hurt. And two, if I even get a hand on you, it's going to be all greasy and stuff. So, like... So, you'll be able to slip right out. You'll be able to slip right out. But then that's going to make me want to eat you even more. Because I'm just going to eat you. Yeah. That, so that's, that's just how it goes. What it comes down to is don't fight Joey or he'll eat you. I'm going to eat you. I'll probably be able to sit on you. And that's just going to break you in half. But, anywho. Joey, you should have your own horror movie. <laughs> you just chased no, me. Like there, there was. It's called the Blob. Yeah, yeah. So you should be in the remake of. I should Blob. be. I should be the new Blob. That's exactly what should happen. Directed by the same person who's going to direct the Superman movie, which is George Miller. Oh my God! Supposedly, so, who is George Miller? So George Miller directed the, one of the biggest movies of this summer, Jurassic World. Close. <laughs> Mad is a other dystopian future movie. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, great movie. A great movie, one of my favorites, if not my favorite. And of course, of, so he directed far. the uh, the originals. He directed the original Mad Max, uh, Road Warrior, and Beyond Thunderdome. And uh, I feel like I have to mention this. He also directed Babe Pig in the City. Hard as fuck. <laughs> he directed uh, Happy Feet. That movie was dark, and we all know it. And, and he directed Happy Feet 2. Like, Rob Williams gave one of his best performances in that movie, and we all fucking know it. And, I just wanted to put that up. Yeah. So, you know, he he's had, like, this this kind of strange career. You know, he started off making these kind of, like, uh, kind of, like, these cult-following movies in the beginning. And yeah, then, his, like, his Mad Max movies were one of the first ones he ever made, right? Yeah, pretty much. And then he kind of had a string where he was making, like, he made, like, a Twilight mo- Twilight Zone movie at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a couple of other weird little, uh, weird little movies in there. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like I said, he directed... Uh, Pig in the City in, I think that was 98, and then Happy yeah. Feet and its sequel. And then from going from Happy Feet 2 to Mad Max, uh, to this new one that just came mm-hmm. out, um, uh, 
<laughs> I just find it very funny. It's, it's, it's you, very, you, you, you don't see the logical from you know progression of his right. of his director of his directors. Come on. Um, so anywho, uh, supposedly he's going to be taking on uh, the new um, Man of Steel movie. But from what I have heard, also because I haven't really been able to keep up on the news, is that supposedly it's also on. It's been put on hold, which is kind of sad because I mean, like anything that gets this away from you know. Uh, Do you know if Zack this, Snyder um, is good? So this is supposed to be a sequel to Man of Steel. Supposed to be a sequel to Man of Steel. Okay. And I remember first hearing about a possible sequel to Man of Steel being called Son of Krypton. And even then, that shit pissed me off too because the first movie should have been called Son of Krypton and then the second movie should have been called Man of Steel. So they, they've been fucking up since the beginning of all of this, even with the names of the movies. So, you know, but I'm kind of hoping that he does do it and it does come out because that's it's a good possibility that it's going to be actually good and watchable. Because right. anyone who had the misfortune of seeing Man of Steel, it was, it was almost unwatchable. Just because... Some people out there liked it. And they're <laughs> fucking stupid. I don't... It's like, if you're listening to this and you liked it, you fucking turn this shit off because I fucking don't like you. <laughs> Don't turn this shit off. Don't listen to Joe. He does. He he's just he's just mad because he really didn't like Man of Steel. It's like it was it was bad. Like that and Fantastic Four were fucking horrible. You know, like I put them on the same level as bad of uh, bad superhero movies. And it, it just like like the characterizations were all wrong. They made stupid um, stupid changes that didn't need to be made. Like versus like and like even then they didn't even uh, use those characters to any great extent either. Right. Because like they changed. Uh, like Jimmy Olsen into like Jamie Olsen, um, so instead of like like his like newspaper buddy um, in the in the comics being you know just like some you know you know ginger kid, yeah. some ginger dude, it's now some you know some chick. And she didn't even have. She's like, is it, she's just there in a scene. It's a decision that didn't. That, that it was kind of like a small decision that didn't need to be made. But also, it's like they wanted a plan for it, but they didn't do anything with it at all. Right. So it just made it that much more superfluous. And they, it's like they literally just did it just to do it. And it's fucking stupid. And so, like, I kind of hope that with George Miller, who actually has a game plan in mind and actually has like vision for his movies that hopefully he's able to bring that to this and kind of sort out the clusterfuck that Zack Snyder did with the first movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I would trust him with it. I would. I mean, he hasn't directed a superhero movie before, but he has directed action movies and uh, which it's obvious, you know. You know I mean, action look, movies and superhero movies are essentially the same thing. Essentially the same thing, yeah. Um, and especially now since we have this like Superman that um, you know had, did have to kill people in Man of Steel, um, we can kind of we can kind of have that play a little more into it. I feel like uh, having that action. Uh, movie background that he sort of has yeah be a little easier um so uh, it's it's it seems like nothing but good yeah um and i feel like after uh after man of steel we kind of do need someone else to give it a shot yeah i mean like but having Zack snyder um in charge of this whole dc cinematic universe thing is just a big 
you know, mistake on their part. And, you know, maybe they're wising up and they know to get other directors to, to get in on this but instead of, you know, just like one or two dudes who are going to be directing the exact same yeah, movie over I mean, and over again. Yeah, you kind of need someone who... You need multiple people because you don't want every single superhero movie to be the same mm-hmm. because every single one of these superheroes isn't the same. Exactly. So where action might work great for uh, Batman... Um, you might need to tell a different kind of story yeah. with uh, Wonder Woman. Yeah, or I mean, like a character, know, a, a different can, character, a character that can fly like Wonder Woman and has super strength. You know, you're gonna need to you know show her action scenes a lot different than you know Batman, as you said, because on he, the ground. Yeah, because he he's on the ground, he runs through the rooftops and everything like yeah. that, and you know, or he's in his Batmobile, and like you need to make those kinds of scenes thrilling. But there's you have to do it in you know a different right. way. Right, and, and, and same thing with that when you. You need to have a director who is um, willing to play up that angle of like, yeah, this character can kill someone or this character won't kill someone or, you know, you kind of have to have these different points of view on it. Yeah, and like supposedly he was also uh, tapped to do their like... Uh, DC's first attempt at a Justice League movie. Like, I don't know how many years ago that was or right. whenever. Um, so it looks like they're kind of trying to go back to him because if anything, he, as I said, he probably actually had a real vision for where that could go. Right. And, you know, once again, hopefully, you know, with a competent director like George Miller, we get something actually good for once. Right. So, you know, out of DC. Well, so far, all we've gotten has been pretty bad. Just, yeah. you know. Unfortunately, bad. So moving on. Moving um, on. So uh, Lionsgate is developing a Borderlands film. This is not one that I came up with. I think it was one you came up with, right? Uh, um, so apparently, uh, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, they've just started developing a film based on the Borderlands world. Mm-hmm. Um, this also seems like a movie George Miller could have done. Yeah. It's, it's very kind of Mad Max inspired, you know, dystopian future kind of stuff. I'm curious about how this is going to go down. Are they going to put actual people in it? Are they going to do stay with this whole cell shaded uh, mm-hmm. style of the video games? Make it animated. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, I don't know. I don't know what would be better. I don't know either. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of. You know, Borderlands is kind of unique with the whole action, first-person shooter element, cel-shaded, and also having the sense of humor that they have. Right. And, like, the weird, you know, fucking, uh, like, like over-the-top kind of characters and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I'm kind of... Yeah, because Border- to this. Uh, Borderlands is very humorous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of... It's, it's well-written in the sense where these characters... Uh, not only themselves, but the supporting characters like Claptrap provide a lot of like, yeah, uh, comedic relief and comedy. Yeah, exactly. To to a more like serious tone where you're killing all these raiders. Yeah, and, you know, psychos and all these people. Um, let me see. Uh, some guy named Avi Arad is going to be uh, producing on it. I don't know. I'm not too sure exactly what he's. Um, that name, that, uh, that name sounds produced. Uh, you can go and look that up while I kind of talk about this a little more. Um, the co-chair Rob Friedman and Patrick uh, Washberger said that the uh, Borderlands games don't pull any punches and will make the movie with the same in-your-face attitude that has made the series a blockbuster mega franchise. Hmm. Um, apparently, Avi Arad uh, founded, uh, was the founder of the Marvel Studios and uh, was involved in 
as a producer of some Marvel films, including Blade, X-Men, Spider-Man, Daredevil, and Fantastic Four. Um, all the way through the debut of uh, Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. Mm. Okay. Uh, he left um, He left Marvel, but he's still producing for the Spider-Man movies at Sony. Um, I think it's, it's good to see that um, video games are becoming a little more... Uh, like respected, yeah. I guess to where to where people would be like, okay, this video game, who uh, so Borderlands isn't based off of anything, as far as I'm aware. There's not like some yeah. kind of book out there that's essentially Borderlands. Um, so it, it's interesting to see them adapt something that is uh, was a begin- uh, video game to be yeah. and just a video game. You know, like it's it's because we're getting a bunch of uh, uh, video game movies announced. Uh, recently, you know, with Assassin's Creed and which the first picture of, uh, of uh, that came out, yeah, Fastbender uh, and, yeah. and the whole like uh, assassin attire and everything. Yeah. Um, and apparently, that movie. Uh, sorry to cut you yeah, off. No, that that's uh, that movie is supposed to uh, be consistent with the lore of the video game. The video right? game. Yeah. So it's supposed to actually have a time, like its own spot in the timeline of Assassin's Creed, which is so convoluted at this point. I don't. Even no. it's, it's getting to Metal Gear Solid status. Yeah, it, it's so weird because, like, as I said, I didn't finish Assassin's Creed Three, and I played Black Flag, and I like I'm like immediately lost in like what the hell was going on yeah. with anything and everything in that. So, you know, um, but you, you know, we're getting like a lot more video game movies. Uh, you know, especially Warcraft Two coming out. Yep. Um, I think that you know we're at definitely at the point where a lot of people realize that you know, hey, you know, we treated you know comp movies a lot differently now and they're actually being very successful so you know i think this is just renewing confidence in studios to try and take a stab at uh video game movies I th- yeah i think they've seen how successful comic book movies are because comics have been around since uh well the 40s <laughs> before that uh, yeah but i mean you kind of see that like the, the modern comic book take off has been around since like the 1920s 30s okay so the 20s and 30s whatever um even then though uh it's just now almost uh, almost uh, 100 years later that we're seeing mm-hmm. uh, movies that are actually good. Because we had uh, movie adaptations before of comic books, but they weren't really all that great. Uh, I feel like they've kind of noticed that and seen what works and what doesn't work. And now they're going to try and do that with video games uh, definitely mm-hmm. a lot quicker. Because video yeah. games kind of, if you want to say when they really start taking off, it would be like the late 80s. After you start getting like good home consoles, you get like the NES and mm-hmm. uh, arcades have been around for a while after that. But um, yeah, so it's interesting. You have all these uh, video game movies coming out. I have the Ratchet and Clank movie that's supposed yep. to be coming out sometime soon. Um, they just announced this Borderlands film. Yeah. Um, the Assassin's Creed movie, like you said. So it's interesting to see them try something new and yeah. try something different. And I, I, I'm kind of like, before, like, when I would hear of a video game movie being announced, I would kind of like cringe and kind of, you know, like, go, oh, great. What are they, how are they going to fuck this up this time? Yeah, because when I, I think of. Um when I think of shitty video game movies, I think of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Doom, I think of all the Uwe Boll movies. Yeah. You know, fucking, like, the shitty Postal one he did, which, how do you make a movie out of Postal? It's yeah, so it's... stupid. And, uh, you know, House of the Dead, and, uh, God. 
He told us to fuck off, though, so... He did tell all of us to fuck off, because apparently his movies are too important yeah. for us to understand, and we'd rather see we gay just, wizards in the forest. He's just too stupid to get it. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... So let me ask you this, Jerry. What... Uh, what kind of what would you want to see adapted to a movie? What like, video game? Uh, what video game movie would I want to see next? Yeah, actually announced. Um, I'm trying to think because it's kind of it's kind of a grab bag when you think about it because a lot of video games we have now are very cinematic. Yeah, you know, I think that with the way Tomb Raider was treated with the last uh, game that they made and also the way the, uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider looks, right? I think that they could easily pull off a movie. Uh, with that tone and with, that style, with Laura Croft, with is, Laura Croft, at, um, you know, because they've beginnings. done they've done Tomb Raider movies before. Yeah, I mean, like, and like but, th- those are over the top and just kind of yeah. sh- just kind of you know, it, just strange action movie. And yeah, didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, nor were they particularly that good. You know, which is unfortunate. Um, uh, other video game movies I could I would want to see. I guess maybe like uh, I would actually like to see. Um, this kind of brings us into another topic that we have too, but um, I would actually like it's not Mario or anything, but I like to see like an, an, an attempt at a Mega Man movie. A Mega Man movie, I can see that visually, it could be very cool, you know, um, and maybe like kind of how Speed Racer was done um, by the Wazowskis, right? Uh, in that kind of visual style, it can it could probably work, but hopefully, you know, directed a little bit more competently, yeah. Um, because like it was just like uh, despite you know the flashy visuals of like Speed Racer, it just kind of it, it was just lacking something to keep interest, and in. I think right. that's where the downfall of that movie was at. So I think something along those lines. With Mega Man, would be pretty cool. The opinion. one that I always come to and I always think about is Bioshock. Yeah, and Bioshock. It's because it's already so like story heavy, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't necessarily say it's like super cinematic. Yeah, but um, it's very, very like story heavy, and I think that would work very, very well. Yeah, uh, kind of have that aesthetic of like being in a tube underwater, and yeah, you know that whole thing. I feel like would look very like for a while there was supposed to be a Bioshock movie that it's been in development hell for like. Uh, the last like five years, I think. Right, and it's it's kind of it's kind of crazy when you think about it because I think I know Ken Levine has been like shopping around that script, and apparently he's like writing the whole script. Right, uh, which which I think you know I wouldn't want someone else to exactly write something from scratch. Yeah. Um, I think a Gears movie would work to an extent. There was also a, just get the Rock and put him in that. They were like that was the whole original concept behind like the Gears movie. After like Gears sold like a billion copies or whatever, they were trying to get a Gears movie in development, and they had the Rock attached, you know, for the longest time. But but I think definitely now they could definitely pull it off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's uh, he's on top of he he, he like I said uh, last week. We're talking about the Jungle Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. You can put them in anything right now. People yeah. are going to go. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I, in the same vein, um, this last week, I think this happened right after we recorded um, last week, but uh, Miyamoto spoke, uh, I don't remember who he was talking to, but he, uh, he said that Nintendo is open to making movies based on their franchises, mm-hmm. which... Before they've been very, very, very opposed to this. Yeah. But now we're seeing almost um, 
them being more open-minded. Like they said, they would never do mobile games. Now they're doing mobile yeah. games. They said they were they would never do movies, and now they're saying that they're open to the idea of doing yeah. movies. Um, does this mean we're going to get another Super Mario Brothers? Probably not. No. But I think they have other franchises that would work in movies like Metroid. Mm-hmm. Do like a Metroid movie would be very very. You know, it could be very, very cinematic and like big and exactly. And you, you know what the thing is that right now with the whole like announcement that they're going to be working with Universal uh, to do something with their theme parks. Yeah, that opens them up to movies so easily because Universal is one of the biggest you know uh, production and you know uh, you know distribution companies out right. there. You know and. I think that, you know, if they want to stick with animation, they can work with DreamWorks and with, like, a development team from uh, Nintendo to kind of stick on. Because I mean, we, we can honestly admit that not a whole bunch of, you know, DreamWorks movies are amazing right. or are that great or anything. Yeah, for uh, the most part, uh, I think most people see DreamWorks as... Oh, those people who are trying to do what Disney does, but yeah. doesn't quite do it right. Exactly. Like How to Train Your Dragon was great. I loved yeah. How to Train Your Dragon, but for every How to Train Your Dragon, they have um, a Shrek Four. <laughs> yeah, they have. You know? they, they have all of the Shrek sequels. Yeah. So you know, um, I think that they can definitely pull it off now because they're going to definitely have the resources that they can hopefully use. I mean, there's not going to be other like disposal, said, already kind of hand-in-hand hand with Universal with making stuff for their parks. So uh, it, it just kind of uh, it kind of makes sense. And then you kind of make a world based on this movie that you've, uh, mm-hmm. you know, or like a ride or you know, something. Or you know, it, that, that was probably like part of a deal that they had when they, when they agreed with the whole uh, uh, amusement park thing. Yeah. That's probably, that was probably part of the deal, you know. Um, it's like, well, okay, we'll have your Nintendo stuff in our theme park. Also, you need to let us make a movie right. out, of, out of some of your properties, and I would not be surprised if that was part of the deal. And but I'm actually kind of excited because I, you know, as we as we've just been saying this entire time that video game movies are being treated with a little more respect now. That and Nintendo knows what they're doing. They've never been one to whore out their properly properties. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Sorry if that's offensive, but uh, you know they've never been one to oh. just like to just like let someone else. Mm-hmm. Do whatever they want with their property. It's very, very like hands on with their exactly. Stuff. They don't let people do. They're not just going to outsource a game without having a couple people there from their own team also yep. making sure that you know. What do you think the first Nintendo movie would be? Jesus, I mean, the, obviously the thing that makes the most sense is Mario. Mario is their Mickey Mouse, right? Is, mm-hmm. is their their flop? There. When you think of Nintendo, you think of Mario. Yeah. Um, so. That would make the most sense as far as like popularity goes, and now I'm sure they're a little smarter than to do a Super Mario Brothers from the '90s kind of uh, movie. So, um, like I said, I think uh, Metroid Mm -hmm. would be a good thing because you can make a really good movie with that, and I think that would um, get people excited about a new Metroid. I feel like they're not all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, keen to putting in all this money to make a new Metroid game if they don't know if it's going to do great. Yeah. Um, pretty much, I could see anything of theirs be a movie. Star Fox. 
Yeah, that could work. You know, I'm I'm definitely thinking not to say in the style of like Rogue One, but something where mm-hmm. to that extent, right? To exactly. you know, a space shooter where it's like cutting to the front of these people and they're like talking, yelling to do a barrel roll. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think probably the first movie that they would produce is probably a Zelda movie, mostly because of the movie climate that's about to come out. Because right now, uh, you know. The Hobbit movies just ended yeah. like uh, you know, a couple years ago, and uh, right now uh, Game of Thrones is is fucking huge. Uh, and later down the line, we're getting the Warcraft movie, and we're getting a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Yeah, I can definitely see another high fantasy element like Legend of Zelda being made into a movie. First. Definitely. The only the only problem I have, would have with that is I feel like Legend of Zelda would benefit more from like a TV show kind of thing mm-hmm. where they can tell more than just the one single story. Well, there was that rumor that yeah. Netflix was supposed to do a, a Legend a, a of Zelda show, series. Yeah. But, man, um, but yeah, I mean, I can totally see that though. I think Legend of Zelda is. Uh, is very very big and it definitely would fall into what you're saying that high fantasy uh Mm -hmm. style of movie that's very very uh movie and tv show that's very very popular right now yeah so okay so moving on um that i actually found two new pieces of news that i actually had ready but i forgot to put them on the note what because i was too busy with work well now now how am i supposed to contribute joey if it was because you get to be Surprised by the lame news that I found. No, not surprised. Well, fuck you then. (laughs) Um, So, uh, so did you ever watch the original It? That um, Stephen King's It, the TV made for TV movie that they made uh, back in the eighties. Yeah, I I think um, most people, if you. if you didn't see the movie, you're aware of at least one of the characters in it. Yeah. So you're very you're very aware of Tim Curry's portrayal of Pennywise. When you think of creepy movie. clowns, Pennywise comes to mind. Yeah, that, that's first. who you're thinking yeah. of. You're thinking about Pennywise when you think of creepy clowns. Yeah. So. It's like, it, it, okay, so side story of this: at work, one of my coworkers is apparently like deathly afraid of clowns. So any chance I get, I trick him into seeing a picture of Pennywise. <laughs> Every single time, and because we were both on a similar schedule at work, like, and I know about what time he wakes up, I text him a picture Pennywise right before he wakes up. So just to mess with them because that's how that's the staying power of of, of that character. Yeah, that's I mean, how creepy and scary yeah, he, he is. He even you know for like a made for like TV movie. That's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. It's still like his his whole costume thing is cheap, but like it's still that almost makes it more realistic. Yeah, right. Uh, like the, he's just this like dude in white makeup. He's got like a. He's got like a monk ring of hair, but it's all red, so he's bald up top. Yeah, and he's and got it's like just, a it's crazy like fr- like, like frizzy an afro, and stuff. But, yeah. yeah, but it's like red. He's got like very sharp teeth, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yeah, and he's in like that typical like what you think of like creepy clowns with that like blue, yellow, and red like suit, like just like that weird like super baggy jumpsuit. Yeah, with that collar thing. Yeah, around that it. weird like Victorian yeah. collar thing around his neck and shit is so weird. And like when you actually like look at you know Tim Curry's performance during that movie it's like it's like frightening yeah like okay so if you like did a google image shirt uh, a search of Pennywise you get all of these like creepy faces he makes and like you know it's 
it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. And, and after watching this movie, I can see why people would be afraid of clowns. Exactly. Um, it, it's very, very yeah. obvious. So, uh, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is because uh, there's been a remake announced for years. Right. And it's been kind of in development hell. It's been bounced around from studio to studio for a little bit um, because there hasn't been a uh, you know a full on uh, script made, and there hasn't been like actors you know uh, attached to it um, for you know any permanent amount of time um but we got some big news because uh for the long for a while we had uh, a, a really good chance at this being made fairly quickly um because uh um carrie fukunaga um let's see yeah fukunaga uh who directed the first season of hbo's uh true detective which everybody loved right it's hard to find anyone who didn't like that like right. that that show, um, at least the first season of it. At least the first season of it. <laughs> second season, I've heard, I've heard some mixed things about the second. Season, yeah, so. second season wasn't really that great. I caught like half of it and I was bored to tears. Um, to but, tears, two tears. <laughs> I was crying. I was like, sobbing. Why am I still watching? I, I was using my tears as lubricant. Oh, it was bad. You were that bored then. <laughs> I was that bored and that sad. <laughs> um, so. Um, so the director of the first series of uh, True Detective um, has since dropped from the uh, it production. Right. Uh, reason I was like now he didn't quite come out and say the reason why, but he pretty much said, uh, but he pretty much hinted at it being of creative differences between the studio and himself and his co-screenwriter. And here, here, here's what he said: uh, co-writer Chase Palmer and I have been working on that script for probably three years. There was a lot of our childhood and our experience in it. Ultimately, we and New Line have to agree on the kind of movie like, uh, have to agree on the kind of movie we want to make, and we just wanted to make different movies. So it's unfortunate, but it seems like this is going to be uh, kind of be put on the back burner for just a little bit. Um, so creative differences. Is it's, 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 it's pure creative differences. I mean, when a studio puts out a movie, they have to make sure they can sell it. And but you know, a director and a writer are, are going to want, want their to tell movie their to own make. story. Yeah, exactly. They, so they're not going to want their stuff to be changed or altered by the by the right. studio. But at the same time, the studio has an idea in mind of what they want to mm-hmm. do. Already, so yeah. especially when they see money signs around this thing, then they're going to start, you know, putting their grubby little hands in it, yeah. and they're going to, you know, mess a lot of things up. So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely think you need someone who was terrified of this movie growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who who watched this movie and remembers what made them afraid. Yep, and. You know, if if a director knows what that is and has an idea of what that is, that's how you're going to make a good, yeah. scary movie, right? Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of sad to hear. It, it's, it's one of those things where I definitely want to watch this remake at some point. You know, yeah. once it's actually made, of course. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. And, like, with the tone he was able to put in True Detective, this would have worked out perfectly. Yeah. But and also, um, so get this though, um, I can't remember his name, you know exactly. But you saw we are we are the Millers, right? Right. So the kid who plays Kenny in that movie is going to be Pennywise in this upcoming remake. That's it's kind of a strange casting, and it just yeah. it doesn't really make a lot of a lot of sense to me. And also, it's kind of hard to live up to Tim Curry's performance anyway. Yeah, you know, it's just he's so. Um, 
when you think of them, you think of just that uh, that fucking scary. Uh, fucking portrayal of of you know yeah, anyways exactly. so it's, it's weird to have someone who uh when you th- I, I don't know like someone that young I don't, yeah. I don't know how old he is but i mean he doesn't look like uh you know someone particularly uh old no so you know like i mean like granted you know with a lot of technology we have nowadays uh you know we, we can you know, probably do something with it, but I'm just kind of curious as to what he can do with it. Yeah, but, I'd love to uh, to actually get a real hold of it. I think you'd need to like see him in the, in costume, yeah. like full getup. There's and, probably some test footage out there with him in it, but we probably just haven't seen it. Yeah. So, but I think that's about as far as my movie news goes for the week. Um, not a whole lot to report, unfortunately. Yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where right now we're. We're like you said before. We're almost at uh, Oscar season, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah, we're. It's like we're on. We're on the verge of all the award seasons coming up. Right. So, like Emmys is happening, uh, and then after Emmys, then you know, a couple months down the line, then we're gonna start getting the SAG awards, um, DGAs, um, the WGAs, and uh, yeah, a couple, of, and then you know, onto the big shows, the Golden Globes, and. Uh, the Oscars, yeah. So, so right now we're kind of on that cusp of almost getting to these big releases mm-hmm. that are planned. So we're almost there. Yeah. But as of right now, there's not really much to report on. I would assume. Um, in comic news, we actually um, have some comic news this week, and yeah. it's just something I pulled because I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, apparently, Marvel is going to do a special variant of their covers mm-hmm. uh, where they actually feature cosplayers. Huh. So, oh, are they just gonna, are they going to be like uh, portraits of them, or are this going to be actual like pictures? Pic- actual pictures of okay. people in cosplay um, of these characters. I'm mm. sure you could look it up, but yeah. uh, some of them look good, some of them not so good. Do they have like the Iron Man who's made completely out of construction paper and packaging tape? It's a little better than that, but it's not like made of. Metal, <laughs> and it's very obvious, you know, that it's not. I was really hoping they would have that Iron Man. That uh, Iron Man. A lot of them, uh, which I find kind of weird, are are just like standing there. Mm-hmm. A lot of them aren't in like action shots, which I would or poses. Expect. Yeah, like that would be the whole point of it, wouldn't it? You would think so. I mean, like hire some professional cosplayers who make their own stuff, and then bring them into a professional photo shoot. And then, and then have them pose and exactly you know set up a whole scene, you know. But just having them stand there is fucking boring. Yeah, that's let me, stupid. Let me see if I can find this for you. So to show you just a couple of them. Um, yeah, most of them is just uh, them just standing there. Um, there was maybe like one or two of them where they kind of like are, you know, like in some kind of action pose for their character. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a it's a cool set. I think it's something kind of neat I that guess. they're doing to kind of promote that cosplay. Uh, I've never really been too big a fan of like cosplayers in general. I mean, I, I can really dig the amount of work that they put into their costumes, but I just don't really like dig the whole cosplay thing all that much. I said I you think I mean? some of them definitely look better than other ones. Um, just I mean, you can go ahead and tap through the little gallery they have on that website there. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, some of them I feel like the angles are weird. Some of them I feel like don't look all that great. Most of them are just them like standing there. 
Though there is like a couple where they're actually like doing some kind of, even if it's just like a small like yeah. jump kind of a thing or something. The Spider Man like one's okay. Yeah. But yeah. that Spider Man costume looks like it was bought at, you know, Party Central. Yeah, exactly. So some of them are definitely better than other ones. That Ant Man one sucks. Yeah. That Ant Man one is horrible. And, the, and that Captain America one is fucking horrible too. Yeah, like I said, some of them are not that good. Captain Marvel's just boring. Daredevil looks like he, his head was bitten by like a spider. He's just a it's little just, inflamed. Just a little too yeah. big. Um, Doctor Strange one is lame. The Extraordinary X-Men one is lame. Guardians is lame. Invincible Iron Man. I actually think that the Guardians one isn't that bad compared to the other ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not very like actiony or anything, but it's. I, mean, I guess. I guess like she's actually in a pose. So to an that extent, helps. right? So it's it's not just like them just standing there. That first one was. She-Hulk though also fucking suck too. Yeah, yeah. The Invincible Iron Man one just say that I don't really know. Like I said, it's not cardboard, but the Ms. Marvel one that one's bad. No, the Nova one's actually not too bad. Yeah, see the Nova one I thought was cool. I like that's what I would expect. Like some kind of like obviously that kind of pose isn't that hard to pull off, right? No, obviously because this guy did it. Right. It's <laughs> just it's just like a jump and kind of making a little four with your legs, but. Like, I mean, that looks better to me, and that's what I would kind of expect from some kind of variant covers. Spider-Gwen, which is a book that shouldn't have happened in the first place. Um, blah, blah, blah. That, that blah, 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 your opinions, Joey. Yeah, this your podcast post. isn't about these, opini- of, these opinions of yours. Yes, it is. And you know it. Yes. <laughs> um, That's what that, that is. Uh, that, that one's just kind of a little boring, too, though. Yeah. Spider, the Spider-1 one, one, man, all these are super boring. All of them. Like, uh, the Mighty Thor, both of them are just bad. Candy Avengers, you can't... Could be worse, I guess. Yeah, it's not the. It's definitely not the worst one. But it could be worse. Uncanny and Inhumans. That one's boring too. They're all up angle shots of people standing there. It's yeah. just like, did they just like get like some you know kid who barely got his AA in photography? Like I see that. That's what I'm talking about. It's it's potentially. I think this is very very cool. Uh, Potentially. You know, like you get uh, these cosplayers, you know, have them make their own costumes or provide costumes for them. Yeah. You know, either one. But take them in to do some kind of professional photo shoot. Yeah. Take them in to do some kind of action shot that would be appropriate for the character that they're portraying. Yeah. Uh, even if their costumes are shitty. Like, uh, but, you know, it's just... I think the idea of it is cool. Hopefully, they can it's execute just, on it a little a, better in the future. Yeah, it, that's just a poor execution. I wouldn't go out and buy those variants at all. Yeah. There would be no reason for me. I would probably, because, like, I mean, like, the whole appeal of a comic book is to not have real fucking pictures in it, is to see someone's artwork, to see right. someone's um, in the book. So, that kind of, like, it just. Make this stupid. It's all stupid. That's all stupid. Like I said, I don't think it's that bad. I just think that the idea of it could be done a little better. You know, like I said, put them in those action shots. Yeah. That's what you need. Like, don't just throw, show Thor in the middle of some forest holding a hammer up. You know what? It would have been funnier if he was, like, drinking, like, Miller Lite in a parking lot. And he was just, like, <laughs> kind of, like, splayed out on the sidewalk. Just hair looks all fucking greasy as shit. Like, yeah. he hasn't showered. And he just looks fucking dirty. And he just looks fucking... His head is, like, 
not being supported by his neck. So it's just like his chin is out by his like chest. <laughs> yeah, just that's something I would see. Or like Iron, like, or it's just like Iron Man, like after like a horrible like cosplay party gone wrong and like all of his stuff is like broken and he's just kind of like limping back to his hotel room that's a variant i would buy <laughs> all right Jerry. um you know what let's uh we got a little time we can talk about a couple other things um let's talk about something we didn't talk about last week which yeah. we probably should have yeah but we probably. just decided not to um, let's talk about the Star Wars land that's happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's something I'm pretty excited about. Uh, so Disneyland and Disney World are both getting uh, 14 acres mm-hmm. of a Star Wars land. Um, 14 acres, pretty big. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be the single biggest expansion that uh, Disneyland has ever had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure if that's true for Disney World. It's probably not because they have a number of other things yeah. they're working on. They have that. they have prime real estate all right. around them to use. So this is exciting. Yeah, this is this is some big news because uh, in Los Angeles, it's really hard to get land for this right. kind of stuff, especially with things like this where um, the space around them has already been developed on. Yep. Something like Universal Studios is surrounded by like hotels and streets, so it's yep. not really easy to buy a giant hotel. Exactly. The amount of money it would cost to do that would be not worth it for mm-hmm. the amount of space they're getting. Yep. Um, and same thing with Disneyland. Uh, everything around them is uh, pretty developed by mm-hmm. at this point. They have a couple of back lots and stuff like that, and I believe they're going to cut into that some. I think but I think so because they bought like you know retail space or not retail space like office space right uh, like around there, and supposedly what people are thinking they're going to take like their back lot office space people and move move up. them over there, and then use that area for like a Marvel Land possibly right, but who knows. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this isn't happening anytime soon. It's going to be a couple years before mm-hmm. they don't have an official release date. Though, through some connections I may or may not have, I <laughs> might be able to pin that down a little more. Yeah, a little later on. Um, I think all they did was give a year for the construction start date, right? And like, which is like 2017. But that doesn't mean it's going to be ready by 2017. No, it's when they're going to like break ground, maybe. Right for it. So, like I said, I I may or may not have a couple connections that might be uh, able to keep at some point later keep your voice down the Disney Gestapo are near oh shit Mickey's <laughs> holding a sniper he knows he sees us they're gonna but, draw the um, rappel in with both ropes and like murder us and, yeah I mean maybe um, maybe we can report on that sometime later but uh, I give it a couple of years yeah um, definitely I would say that uh, definitely by the time the last um of the new trilogy films is out, mm-hmm. it'll be out by then. Yeah. I, I think... Because um, that would be, um, what, two, four years from now? I think so, yeah. Because there's there, they want to release uh, a Star Wars movie every year. Right. And, and um, every other year is going to be one of the trilogy ones. Mm-hmm. So this year we're getting one. We'll get one in 2017, which would make sense that they start building or yep. they've already started building around that time and then give it another year. And then kind of have those two releases coincide. Yeah. I could definitely see something definitely. like that. Um, they didn't really talk about what's going to be there. The only thing we really know, it's going to be 14 acres big. Yeah. Uh, it's 
they're planning on making it look like uh, some kind of city with like you know like an actual like port where yeah. ships would land. Um, they're supposed to have a Millennium Falcon ride where you're supposed to be able to go in it and walk around in it and like ride around in it and something like that. Are they going to change uh, Space Mountain into like I can't remember what the fuck they were going to call it, but they're supposed to do something with Space Mountain and have like an X-wing Tie Fighter fight happen in the middle of it somewhere, right? I could see something like I don't know. I don't know if I actually I actually heard anything like that, but I could definitely see them doing something yeah. like that because that would be uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because Space Mountain is right next to all the Star Wars stuff mm-hmm. at Disneyland already. Yeah. Um, and finally, probably the news I'm most excited about, they're making a full replica of the cantina. Who doesn't want to go into the cantina and drink blue and milk? And yeah, you'll actually be able to drink at the cantina. You'll be able to get drunk at the cantina. <laughs> I only hope that they have a live band the entire time. And they play only one song. Only one song. Only one song. We all know that, that we want that one song Yeah, I would, like, that would be so cool. I mean, we, I remember we talked about this a while ago on the old podcast. Yeah. And we were wanting, we were speculating on what we would want at, uh, in this land. And the cantina was the first thing we said we wanted. And that was, it's just such an <laughs> iconic scene. And I mean, it, I feel like it would. Just, it's so easy to replicate. Yeah. Um, you know, you add a couple of tables, you add a circular bar in the middle, mm-hmm. you're fucking done. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty simple. And because it's so simple, it makes sense that you would do it. I mean, exactly. It, it, with something a little more complicated like the Millennium Falcon, sure that might be more recognizable, but the amount of stuff that you're going to have to do to make that correct is so much more. Yeah. You're going to have to add so much more detail to mm-hmm. the Millennium Falcon as opposed to the canteen. Yeah. So, I mean, like, this is just going to be a, a fun time, like, especially especially when it's done. I mean, like, it's kind of, it's kind of, cool that it's been announced that's actually happening but also it's kind of sad because i want it now right i, I don't i don't want to wait for this yeah and like this is definitely because i mean like i've been wanting to go to disneyland for a bit but i just haven't been able to afford it and this is something like okay this is something i'm gonna go for right in a without heartbeat. a doubt you're just like yeah. yeah this is that almost that justifies spending the yeah. It's like $110, I think, now to go to Disneyland, something like that. For a day. Yeah. So that justifies that price tag. Mm-hmm. Um, the other stuff is great. Don't get me wrong. I love Disney and I love going to Disneyland. But having that Star Wars stuff there, yeah. without a doubt, yeah. easily shell out that much. Money. I mean, like, and you know you're going to get like a massive influx of people who are going to come in who are just going to stay in Star Wars land. Right. I mean, like, that's all they're going to do. I mean, like, right now <clears throat> with Universal and their Harry Potter area, there are some people who just spend all day in the Harry Potter area. Mm. And, that, and that's it. Mm. And that's going to be one of the only reasons they're, they're going to see a huge spike in attendance mm-hmm. after that starts opening just because of that. Yeah. I mean, no offense to Universal Studios, but for the most part, it's remained... It's uh, remained relatively the went. same. Yeah, yeah. Since, since even when I was a kid, I remember going and seeing pretty much the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Transformers ride is different. That wasn't there the last yeah. time I went as a kid. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it's still pretty much the same thing. But adding a Harry Potter land in there, for sure, is going to bring a lot of people who would never even think about going to Universal yep. Studios. But they're going to be like, Harry Potter land, that sounds cool as shit. Let's fucking go. 
You know, yeah. so. Well, I mean, and also the Fast and the Furious um, the thing on right. the uh, studio tour, which is utterly ridiculous and so much fun. Yeah, kind of, a little too over the top. It's way too over the top. Vin Diesel flies away on a helicopter and comes back with it on fire <laughs> and yeah. jumps back into a moving car. <laughs> All right, and yeah, it's it's just it's retarded, and but it's awesome. All right, Jerry, that's that's enough about you drooling over the Fast and the Furious. Hey, it was cool. I don't care what you say. That was fun. It was ridiculous, and I was laughing the entire time. But it was awesome. Yeah, I need to go. I haven't gone since uh, they put that in there. I think our blackout dates are over, so my, I might have to. I need to renew my force to go out there at some point. You see that the uh, tickets for uh, Halloween Horror Nights are out on sale. You're looking at forty five dollars on your cheapest day. Yeah, hmm. we we need to coordinate which day we're going to go. Yeah, it's not it's not a. Super cheap price, but for all the stuff that they're going to have there, mm-hmm. pretty worth it in my opinion. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it this year. I think mostly now, just because this is the end. Uh, that's that's I'm what's really, really pushing me to see what they're going to do with that. Like, I hope they just have like possessed Jonah Hill, you know, I just like, like sarcastically like, making fun of everybody. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be obvious. Um, are they going to go with demons with giant dongs? I don't yes, know. Yes, they should. Because that's horrifying. It, <laughs> I mean, like, if, okay, regular demon, yeah, that's bad. You know, demon with a giant fucking boner ready to rape you? It's a million times worse. Are they going to have the Backstreet Boys in it? I hope. Like, near, <laughs> like, like near the end? Like, near the end where you, like, make it out alive and, like, they, and you're in heaven? I hope so. So yeah. that's what real heaven would have. I'm gonna see uh, what my schedule looks like for next month because they open next month mm-hmm. and they go all the way through October. I wouldn't mind going next month. I know it's kind of far away from mm-hmm. like Halloween, but at the same time, I don't want to pay uh, sixty, seventy dollars for a ticket when I can yeah. pay for forty-five. You know exactly. So I'll have to coordinate that. Joey, do you have quick fire questions? Do you guys I have some. Awesome. Let's go ahead and do that, and then we're gonna get out of here. We've got a. Uh, uh, maybe like 15, 20 minutes we can add to this podcast. So, uh, so, so for those, everybody actually, because I haven't put up that bonus episode that we did. Yeah. Um, this is a little sad thing we did uh, last week when we recorded a little bonus episode and we had a, we had a chance to, um, and I actually super liked it. Mm-hmm. So I think we should, uh, I, I think we should keep doing this. So Joey, I've got some questions for you. Uh, let me go and ask you this. What is your, uh, what, no, not what is your favorite? What is the best Sega Genesis game? The best Sega Genesis game. Not what is your favorite? Objectively speaking, what is the best Sega Genesis game? Um, Sonic 2. Sonic 2? Sonic 2. All right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Any reason why? And, uh, any reason why not Sonic 1? Sonic 1 was okay, but it wasn't as balanced, and the character design was kind of funky looking. Yeah. Um, he was still kind of like that weird light blue, and he he just looked like an 8, because it was just like a ball stacked on top yeah. of another ball with like weird spikes on, on his back. The... Sonic 2 was a more super realized version of the character design. Also brought in a lot of modern elements that we know Sonic 4. And so, they also added, of course, extra characters in there. So yeah. Again, like Tails. And, and Tails. I mean, like, Knuckles didn't come until Sonic and Knuckles. Right. And, but also, actually might be Sonic and Knuckles be the best game because you can piggyback the cartridges on top of that one for Sonic 3 and Sonic 2. Right. And you could play through, uh, and you could play through that game as Knuckles if you that, wanted. 
it. I, I think it's such a cool concept that they did that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, it's it would it's not practical today. You couldn't do it. But no. back then it was cool that you had this old game, but now you bought this new game. But now you can play through this old game with these new characters. It's like a form of DLC before there was DLC. Yeah. Right? Shit, like, it, shit was like magic when you were a kid. Yeah. You, don't, you don't understand how it works, but for even, some reason... Even now thinking about it, I don't know how you could make yeah. that work, right? It's like, it's like those like game sharks. It's all like, what is this black magic sorcery? But now I have infinite lives. <laughs> okay. So mine for you is Simpsons or Futurama? <laughs> Ah, Futurama. Futurama. I, 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 I love The Simpsons, don't get me wrong, but I feel like at this point it's gone on for a little too long. Mm-hmm. Futurama was cut up, and I like that there was almost like a definitive ending to it. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there was more of a conclusion. Because there was, there was plenty of like just like filler, I don't want to say filler episodes, but like episodes where there wasn't really a story. Yeah. But those episodes with the story were just like crazy good. Yeah. I fucking loved him. That is true. And there's some fucking really depressing episodes in Futurama. Yeah. Like the one with the dog. Like that no, one. Always, I can't watch that one. That one fake makes me so fucking sad, dude. Like, like, just, I, like anytime that one comes on, it's like, well, looks I'm not watching Comedy Central today. Click. It's just so sad. It's it's way too sad. Like I And then I there's the one where, where uh Bender uh goes to Mexico and try and find Oh his his creator. Yeah. Yeah. That made me sad. Or like the one where uh Fry uh uh, you know, they the, uh, go back to when Fry was, uh, you know, missing. Yeah. And um, the, he, uh, his brother Yancey's life, and the, he, he names his son yeah. after after him. And Barry, like he's the first like person on Mars and shit. Yeah. And, yeah. and then there's an episode where he goes back and he's like going into his like mom's memories or whatever. Yeah. Has that, like, that one's too sad. I can't handle that one. And then there's a final episode. And that one was crazy sad too, where they have the like little time machine where they're like trying. Mm-hmm. He's trying to make like the perfect date or whatever yeah. he's doing. Fucking shit, man! Like that show. They, they had. I mean, but also but like, in between that, they had all these great, hilariously funny mm-hmm. episodes as well. It wasn't, you know, it was because those story episodes were peppered in, yeah, in there where you're just kind of like watching an episode and expecting it to be funny, and then all of a sudden it's super depressing. Yeah, I feel like that made me a little more. Well, and to be fair, I guess I guess because I can kind of see your point because the best stuff with The Simpsons ended. After like you know uh, like, a, like a certain cutoff with the season, like I'd probably say maybe season ten or so. And then, and then not that all episodes were bad after that, but they weren't all consistently great. Yeah. after that, exactly. And like because like The Simpsons has a lot of really like you know gut wrenching stuff too. Like when like Homer meets his mom. Yeah. And uh, when Lisa discovered like you know is afraid of being stupid, and then when Homer like like you find out Homer is actually kind of smart, but he was stupid because he put a crayon in his brain, um, and. And when he actually gets rid of the crayon and he kind of creates that uh, missing connection with his, you know, hyper intelligent daughter right. and stuff, that was pretty good too. But I can definitely see your point that the quality run of Futurama definitely outlasts uh, The Simpsons. Yeah, and, and, and you know, I think back every once in a while, I'm like, I wish there was more Futurama, but at the same time, I'm like, eh. I wouldn't want it to go the way The Simpsons has, where all the episodes aren't like great yeah. all the time. All right, let me find another question here for you, Joey. Joey, what is your favorite beer or alcoholic drink? Hmm. Okay, so I definitely prefer beer. Um, my favorite beer of all time is Brother Thelonious. 
That one is my favorite of all time. High alcohol content, but it doesn't kick you in the teeth when you drink it. Um, it's a very smooth draw on like when you drink it, and it tastes. It just tastes great. It's not super expensive either, which is it's kind of on the expensive side. You get like a four pack of for like ten bucks. I've seen more expensive though. I have too, yeah. But I bought a bottle of uh, like special Angry Orchard that was like twenty five dollars. And it didn't taste much different than... Than regular Airy Orchard. Yeah, that's true. But also, speaking of which, like, second on that list is, like, I love, like, cider. And... Fucking ciders are the best. Airy Orchard, so far, is my favorite. Yeah. Because, like, I, I, I'll go to, like, if I'll go somewhere to eat and they have that, that's the first thing I'm getting. Yeah. Uh, I tend to go with the cider or, um... With a wheat beer, if I'm going to eat something. Definitely. Um, if I'm going to eat something a little heavier, like uh, having steak or something, I'll go with something a little darker. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a stout. And yeah. I feel like I can't drink stouts by themselves, but with dinner. I can drink yeah. stouts by themselves. Um, like a, a good stout that I had, which... Um, Actually, you know, it, I don't think it was a stout. It was supposed to be just a brown ale, but it tasted more like a stout. Uh, uh, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden uh, has his own brewery, I guess, in his house. So he bottles and you know sells uh, a beer called the Trooper, you know, um, you know, named after one of their songs. Right. And it's actually not that bad. It tastes more like a stout than a dark ale, but it's. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Worth checking out. It's, it's worth checking out. I saw that. I, I need to toss out that uh, that cider that I was making because it's just been sitting there for so long. I feel like I need to start over with yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I, I, keep, I keep seeing it. It just keeps on getting darker and darker. I think it's rotted out, man. I'm pretty sure if I drink I it, I would die. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to try it. Yeah, yeah, we probably get very, very drunk very, very quickly with it. You like, think your brother Thelonious has a high alcohol? Like, it would probably hurt coming out. You know, it just wouldn't be bad. It wouldn't be good. Okay, moving on. Um, okay, uh, Scorpion or Sub Zero? Uh, this is always so hard. Um, I think Scorpion's way more badass, but I feel like I like Sub Zero more. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I'll go with Scorpion. He's more of the bad guy, anyways, and he can tear off his fucking face and blow fire. And breathe fire, so. yeah. But he died like a bitch in the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, that's true. He got cut by a shield, and then his like skull got cut off. Yeah, with that same shield. But then again, in that movie, Sub Zero got frozen to death by his own freeze. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go with Scorpion, I guess. <laughs> But your, your entire decision is based off of the movie and not the video game, which is what I clearly fucking specified it on because we play Mortal Kombat X so fucking much. And yeah, I know, but but that movie, though. <laughs> just because we watched it last night, doesn't mean shit. It means the world. Joey. It means the world to you. All right, so let's go ahead and do. Uh, we can do like one or two more. Yeah. All right, Jack. What is your favorite anime of all time? We did this one. I know, but we haven't done it on here. And I want to do this because I want to talk about anime a little bit. So okay, okay, let's we'll, go over this again. We'll, we'll, switch, we'll switch gears and do anime discussion after I answer that question. Okay. Okay, so uh, <clears throat> my favorite anime of all time uh, is definitely Cowboy Bebop. Right. There are definitely ones that I have watched beforehand, as I said in that bonus episode that has not been released because we so far we haven't missed a week. I was still kind of hoping we, we don't miss a week, right? But um, if we if we if we go on and we have like another because we plan on recording another bonus episode at some point or another, if we have like three of them. I'll probably yeah. release one of them just as like a bonus yeah. episode. But 
Um, yeah, yeah, you had mentioned it was Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And, like, I, I remember, like, you know, really kind of, like, first experiencing anime with, like, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z on Toonami. Right. When I was, like, in grade school. Right. And, uh, you know, well into junior high and everything. And, like, pretty much, like, well into junior high, you, like, you know, you ended up seeing the series as far as it would go, you know, like, multiple times over. So I think I've probably yeah, seen, like, every like episode it, for, like, weird a couple times. It's weird because as a kid, I don't think I watched all of them. I would definitely just be able to watch them whenever they were on TV. Mm-hmm. So there was times where I would watch an episode and not be able... I would miss, like, an episode or two because I couldn't watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to watch it again. But, the you know, right now, like, watching it now, like, with... And watching it in sequential order, like, on DVD or however. Yeah. Um, those, like, recap episodes or, like, the recap, like, yeah. the little be- beginning time. Yeah. It, it's horrendously annoying but as a kid it was great because I was like oh I missed this episode like that's cool and now I know what's yeah. like now I'm caught up in like 30 seconds now I know what's going on yeah and like other like animes that I've ever watched have all just, I've literally I think pretty much has just been like Toonami era stuff right like I remember watching uh, like Gundam Wing I really liked Gundam Wing which and like any other Gundam series that they had on that I actually re- I remember watching and really liking right um, I, I ended up I remember in, like buying the toys too like all the guns I mean, because I mean yeah. like it lends itself so well to, to, the, to toys. a toy it's, line it's just it's giant even robots even if you didn't watch on. the anime like you know mm-hmm. having these robots that you can like fucking throw at exactly. other kids like I mean yeah, it's like, and everyone would like you know like argue which was the best Gundam too, even though like I mean like Grant like you know uh, you know uh, Zero and Death Scythe were objectively the best ones yeah. you know, in Gundam Wing. Like Death Scythe was dope as shit, and you know yeah, it. And you see, it's cool. Death Scythe was dope, and like Zero had like the fucking, uh, they had like the the giant fucking like laser beam rifle that was split into two. Come on, that, that shit was dope as shit. Yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely one of the shows that I think about, and I just remember like as a kid thinking they look fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Um, some of them, even if they didn't look too cool, I was like, ah, they're still pretty badass. Yeah. So they they had they were almost like weird like samurai people and mm-hmm. like they had the weird like helmet yeah like mm-hmm. prongs coming off their helmets and shit so yeah I mean I yeah. think it's like because like, I mean like I can't I don't really watch like a lot of anime now um, I kind of find myself just constantly going back and revisiting older stuff yeah and I think it's because like for some reason like modern anime now it's like the protagonist always gets shit on for some reason and like can never really do anything right for and it's kind of always beaten down right which is kind of odd because you you want to root for your fit your for your uh, protagonist but if they're kind of wimps and kind of lame you just kind of want to see that smug little bastard get kind of kicked down a little bit more and yeah, at I least mean, from it, my experience that's what it's been. like they're that moment whenever they like really come to their own and start like kicking ass and everything makes that moment a little more satisfying sure yeah. but um yeah I, I can see what you mean it yeah. makes it a little uh, and they also like the characterizations get kind of i mean like they, i mean like they have their own tropes that are different from the tropes that we have right. in our television and cartoon series here because like the the ones that you can easily identify for them is like their protagonist like their male protagonist is like either kind of like a wimp and is like always like you know like 
to a 16 year old for some reason right. with and uh, they and if, if they're not wimps they're like super fucking badass already for some right. reason and but you know after a while that just gets kind of boring both, and, both of those right yeah. the whole wimp thing gets very tiring because then you're just like ah, I know what's going to happen in this situation he's going to be a little bitch yeah he's, he's going to bitch out when everyone else needs him to not bitch out right and then in the other direction where he's like you know this strong like you know, courageous person is just like, oh, well, it makes sense. You're just going to go fucking kill everyone. Like, whatever. Like, yeah, to- oh, no, the odds are stacked against me. Whatever will happen in the next episode. And then, you know, some people, they, they, they end up, like, using some kind of ass pull. And then, you know, the situation gets resolved. Yeah. And it's like, but and I think that's the reason why I like Cowboy Bebop a lot is because, you know, like, just, like, the different situations they're in. Like, you know, they're competent people and, like, you know, competent bounty hunters. And they've been doing this for a while. But they also, uh, he's like, but you know, they, they make mistakes, and sometimes things don't pan out the way they um, that you know they want them to, and sometimes they do pan out for them, you know, and uh, or they're put into really strange, bizarre situations. And I just, I think that's the reason why I really like that series a lot. Yeah, no, I, it's also uh, just good science fiction too. Yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good animes out there. Uh, me personally, I don't like anything that's. Very, very has like a lot of episodes, and the reason I say that mm-hmm. is because that makes it that much harder to like watch all of it or like catch up yeah. to what's going on. Um, I think if I were going to name one of my favorite animes off the top of my head, uh, Samurai Champloo, Samurai I really Champloo is pretty cool, and I think I enjoyed it because it was only like twenty six episodes. Yeah, um, and it was just a good story. It was very easy to tell within those, and at some point it seemed like you could you could easily do some kind of like you know other season of it I almost want to say yeah. I mean, everybody left alive and to, somewhat on good terms Yeah, where they weren't going to kill each other then but they were like we're going to kill each other eventually Yeah, so then, you know I, I like that show um, there was another really really short one um, Fully Cooly yeah I remember that watching that one like too that was a good one six episodes but I think it was only it was six four, four or six but it was just a couple of episodes but I really enjoyed that show too that so. one was pretty good I like that one a yeah. lot uh, of course, like you said, all those uh, old school anime shows, like the Dragon Ball and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, those I, I always have fond memories of, and I can always like sit and watch an episode of them. Oh, and another good one um, of, uh, that I remember seeing uh, is called Gogo Thirteen. Um, it's about like this uh, this hitman. It's all the hits he has to do in the yeah. series, and it's pretty good. It's um, it was made back in the early to mid eighties. Um, it was pretty good. Very violent, but also right. very cool. Yeah, they're not. They're definitely not afraid to show like blood and violence in anime. Well, back then they weren't. For some reason, now they change all the blood to just black goop and just kind of. Speaking of which, another one of my. Uh... I guess you can consider this an anime, uh, Afro Samurai. Afro Samurai. Oh my god! I watched that just because Samuel Jackson fucking did the dub for it. Great, and they, that was the, the only music in that why. was fucking really yeah. good. And it's just like this American anime that's fucking perfect. Yeah. in my opinion. It was. It was. It was really good. I was very surprised how much I enjoyed that one. Um, like, do you watch like any anime movies at all? Because I mean, I've mentioned my, uh, the the ones that I've seen and the ones that I really like to watch over and over again on this one before, but have you ever seen any movies other than the Pokemon movie that made you cry like a bitch? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've seen a whole bunch of the Pokemon movies, but I don't know if I've really seen a lot of the, uh, like, anime mm-hmm. movies. 
Um, I know that uh, there are a number of them out there. Yeah. I just don't know if I've ever really made time to watch them. Yeah. Because I like my anime just as little, like, bite-sized, 30-minute pieces I can, like, you know, Mm -hmm. swallow really quick and then go do something else. Or if I'm eating, I can watch an episode of something and then go do something else. Yeah. Um, It's a little harder for me, personally, to sit down and watch an anime movie, but... I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think I would just need to find one that I would actually want to like sit down and watch. Yeah. Or know about enough to where I'd want to sit down and watch it. And I think that's one one of those things where um, my whole uh, not liking things that have a very, very long series attached to them. Mm-hmm. Because it's if I watch the movie, I feel like there's stuff I'm going to miss. And I'm sure these movies are made to where people who don't watch it can watch them, but, you know, I'm sure there's stuff that I'm going to miss and, like, there's going to be this and that that I don't understand. Yeah. I'd rather be kind of up to date with what's going on. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, standalone movies that are not part of a series. Right. Like, they're just actual, like, movie movies. Um like in like pretty much like the main one that I always suggest to people who want to get like uh, who've never really seen any like Akira is the best one to start off with super cool you know it's it's beautiful it's beautiful just to look at right and also it's just uh, it's you know also really cool kind of like this you know cyberpunk science fiction kind of stuff set in the future so yeah anything with with future shit I'm totally into um yeah, it's got an 8.1, I mean, on IMDb. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, check out the trailer. It, it, it's, it's pretty wild. Yeah, I'll have to... I mean, that seems like uh, a good thing to watch. Um, I think I've, I've watched uh, Ghost in the Shell. The, the, the original Ghost movie? Ghost in the Shell, yeah. I wasn't too big a fan of the series. Like, um, that was on, uh, Toonami for, uh, on Adult Swim. Right. Um, I just couldn't get into it. Like, I didn't really like the change in characterization of, uh, of the characters, uh, from the movie to the, te- to the series. Right. So, I, I prefer, I definitely prefer the movie. Oh, pretty much, like, uh, only the first movie because the sequel was kind of, it's kind of meh. Right. Um, like, the, the first movie, for some reason, reminded me a lot of Blade Runner. Um, which is probably the reason why I dug it so much. Yeah, Blade Runner is a fucking great movie. Blade Runner is the best movie. Hmm. But even okay, so so I don't. This definitely isn't considered anime because it's American animation. But I like Steven Universe. Steven Universe. And I would is almost such a good equate show. that to like an anime because there's you know plenty of stuff that I feel like is so close to like Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z and mm-hmm. that whole series in that show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like, the whole, Steven like, Universe is just. Like, it's so well put together. Like, in the beginning, I wasn't kind of, you know, driving on it so much. Right. But, you know, this, uh, like, the end of the first season and the kind of, like, the start of this, like, um, I say, like, the second half of the first season is really when, when it takes like, off. It takes yeah. off. I mean, because, like, I mean, like, and even before that, it, it definitely gets a whole lot better. Right. Um, but it's just, like... When they actually start to kind of get the continuity down from the ha- second half of the first season on, right? It's that's what it's very cool. rewarding. It's, it's very rewarding. It's really cool, and I just, I just really dig all the characters in it too. It's so it, it's weird to have like um, Stephen be the protagonist in that show because there's so much where he like doesn't know what's going on, mm-hmm. or he's like curious about what's going on, and everybody's like, eh, 
We're just not going to tell you. Yeah. Like, we know what's going on, but we're not going to yeah. tell you. So it's just this kid who doesn't know what's going on, but he knows something is going on, or he's yeah. trying to figure out what's going on. And ah, I like, the, that like show. The, the fact the fact that he's able to grow as a character and we see it happening in front of us right. is what's really cool about it. Because yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like, what what better than you know to have like a, you know a kid you know who is growing and developing as, as a person right? as you're watching it. Because, I mean, like, as I said, like, the whole continuity aspect that they have to it is what makes it that much better. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, it's nice to have a a show that's got, like, a story that I'm sure they've already have planned out. They're just kind of Mm -hmm. working through it. Yeah. That's great to see. Not to see something where it's just like, uh, I'm glad it's not just like uh, something like Adventure Time, mm-hmm. where it's like that for those first couple of seasons, it was just like this is completely random. Yeah, completely and one-off. Then after episodes. after that, they're like, okay, well now we we're going to start the story stuff. Yeah, we're going to establish continuity, which it, it doesn't work for Adventure Time. I mean, if like, they would have started off with something yeah. like that and then sprinkled in those like random episodes mm-hmm. to kind of make them like not necessarily one-offs, but where you could watch those episodes and you don't need to really know what's going on before or after mm-hmm. it, that would be fine. But they kind of set the tone in a certain way and then they kind of took it in a different direction. With Steven Universe, I feel like they're like, yeah, we know what we're, go- we're doing, we're telling us yeah. the story, and this is what we're doing. Yeah. As opposed to, we're going to do weird random episodes and then we're going to establish some kind of story. So, weird talk about yeah. animation stuff. and Like I said, that's not anime, right? But it's it's still something I enjoy watching, right? Yeah. All right. We can, uh, we're like at 145. If you want to add another question or we can just get out of here, man. It's up to you. Let's see. I think it might be running long question, but I think I want to throw one more. All right. One more. Let's do one there. more and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Inglorious Bastards or Django Unchained? Uh, Inglorious Bastards. Inglorious Bastards, why? Uh, because the fucking Nazis killing Nazis. <laughs> killing Nazis. Mm-hmm. And, I, and having bear Jews. And <laughs> don't get me wrong, Django Unchained is a great movie and it probably resonates a little more as far as like American like culture mm-hmm. goes. But something about uh, Inglorious Bastards, just, I've always had this fascination with like World War II and, mm-hmm. you know, like that whole Nazi thing. And it's, it's, it's nice to see that in a different style where it's not yeah. just like very uh, history driven. It's more so like, we're going to take this section of history and kind of do our own thing with it. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. I like okay. it. I, I, I do admit, because I read both scripts, and I liked the Inglorious Bastards script a lot. Um, just the way it was, you know, just the way it flowed together and everything was pretty cool. But also, uh, like, that was the start of a whole different era for Tarantino, because um, um, his uh, original editor, um, who has been with him since Reservoir Dogs up right. to before Inglorious Bastards, uh, uh, passed away and was no longer doing his editing, so he had to get someone new. So, uh, Inglorious Bastards and Django being like the first two movies after, with after, this, new after editor, with right. this new editor, which adds an entirely different feel. To, uh, his older movies, to to, to his um, you know, in contrast to his older movies, right. you know, I always kind of wanted to see what people's opinions were, which one they preferred, and which one they kind of felt was more of a uh, of a Tarantino movie, because it felt like while I liked the script of uh, Inglorious Bastards more, it felt like uh, the new editor was trying to act like his old editor with Inglorious right. Bastards. So it kind of it's kind of a toss up for me, but as a movie as a whole, Django Unchained I like better. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I don't like Django. They're, yeah. they're both up there, like, with one of my... Probably, like, one of my favorite movies. But I think I like Inglorious Bastards a little more. I thought... Um, I don't know. I found it a little funnier. I feel yeah. like they, there was a little more of, like, a comedic kind of relief in certain sections. And I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I said, don't get me wrong. Django Unchained is great. They had some great shots in there. Yeah. But there were some parts where I felt like almost it might have dragged a little bit too long in certain sections. Okay, I get you. Um, mainly, I think, probably between when they f- first get this plan to go get... Um, and the time between, like, uh, you know, the proposal that the dentist gives Django right. until they actually get to Candyland. Right. I yeah. think that kind of dragged on for a little longer than I might have liked. I mean, mm-hmm. not that it was bad and not that I didn't like it. I just think it could have been a little shorter. Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get out of here, man. Um, let's, go, uh, let's go play some mini golf. Woo! Mini golf. Some fucking dope place that Ann has picked out. And I don't know where it's at. Because it's your birthday. Oh, man. Yeah, this is my first podcast since uh, turned 24, which was on Monday. So, <laughs> happy birthday to me. Loser. Yeah, I know. It, it wasn't that important. I had to work. So, <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. I've worked on, like, all my birthdays. Um, all right. So, uh, let me go ahead and uh, once again say uh, thank you to our listeners. Uh, yep. Welcome to our new listeners, if there are any yet. Um, if any of you are dumb enough to hit that subscribe button on, on iTunes. Oh, man. Be my best. I'm already friend. making fun of every single one of you, and I was doing that even before we got on iTunes. Yeah, so... Um, Might as well not change now. Continuity sake. <laughs> so, uh, thank you for subscribing. Go like, rate, uh, rate us on iTunes. Uh, continue listening to us on Stitcher. Uh, send us an email. Talk to us. Uh, we'd love to have your questions to talk about on this show. Uh, Tell me where I can come fight you if you like Superman. I, I will fight if you. If you want to give Joe your address so he can go fight you, uh, the email Maybe. address is in the menus podcast at gmail.com. No spaces. It's, um, it's, it's going to be like Jane Silent Bob Strike Back at the end of the movie where he goes around, they fight all the people that made fun of him on the on the comment board. Yeah. That's exactly what this is going to be. All right. I, I, I'm okay with the montage. And we'll, we'll record the whole thing for you. So, yeah, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and send us a message. Go ahead and talk to us. Uh, let's get out of here, man. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week. We should be back next week. I'm not too sure what day yet. I haven't got my schedule for next month, but uh, hopefully Friday, Saturday. I kind of yeah. it kind of depends on what days I have off. I'm, I'm, ho- I'm hoping it's a Saturday. Getting down here from after work on Friday was a bit of a hassle. Yeah, you, you fell asleep almost immediately. Yeah, <laughs> and you got very drunk. So you had to eat. <laughs> That's true. All right, so let's get out of here. We'll uh, we should be back next week. We'll see you guys then. 